you feel it, you know it. D. Raw Productions. Sports Talk with D-Raw. What's up, people? It's your boy, D-Raw. And I'm coming to you with another episode of STWD. And you already know how this go. Um, Man, the NFL has started. It's finally back. And you know what that means? The fall is arriving. The fall is coming. And the Cowboys and Steelers played the Hall of Fame game this past Thursday with the Steelers getting a victory 16-3. And the best thing about it, everybody, is that we actually got preseason football this season. You know, last year, we really didn't have a preseason. They just kind of kicked off the NFL. We had all these COVID restrictions and stuff like that. The stands is full. They packed. We got people in in the stands going crazy cheering out for their teams, and we got players out here battling for positions. Man, it just feel like a, a new a new everything this year, you know? Even though we're still kind of going through all these other things and situations of COVID uh, with the NFL owners looking more for, you know, looking more into the NFL money and taking it for themselves versus uh, giving it to some of the players and, you know, all those kind of things. But, hey, the NFL is back. And looking at the Cowboys, I know it was one game, but after that one game, even though I know everybody battling and you got the scrubs in and stuff like that, you got to wonder if Mike McCarthy is the right coach for the Cowboys I mean three points I just don't understand why even with both teams having their scrubs in why the Cowboys couldn't draw better plays for Garrett Gilbert and and uh Rico the running back you know to to do more on the field and for the other players to thrive a little bit better in that in that system honestly I think that um the game has passed up Mike McCarthy, you know. But uh, on the Steelers' side, the game just keep getting better to them, you know. Um, things have changed for Big Ben and Big Ben getting older from them being a team that was based on running to uh, being more pass-aggressive and things like that. So even though Big Ben, you know, is still recovering and he sat out and he's, what, 42 maybe now? Uh, I think he might have a decent season, honestly. And he might, this might be his last season, I'm sure, as well. But um, what I did take from that is Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Rudolph, uh, they were able to go out there and... Compete. I'm sorry. Mason Rudolph was able to compete. So, 
With that being said, I think that Dwayne Haskins is a better fit for the Steelers. Um, he's a big quarterback. I think he's the perfect quarterback for them to even uh, groom to even become something close to what Roethlisberger is. He's young. Hopefully, he's actually sitting on the bench and learning the game from Roethlisberger. As I said and mentioned in a previous episode, I just hope he's out there learning, sitting on the bench, figuring out the game, getting up to the game speed of the NFL. And uh, I just hope he is the next the next thing to replace Roethlisberger. I'm really hoping to see success from Dwayne Haskins. And the number one reason is because I'm an Ohio State fan, if you didn't know. So I'm just hoping that he can even, you know, just thrive. But to be honest, Ohio State don't produce great quarterbacks. They don't produce good quarterbacks in the NFL. So, um, hey, hopefully he just becomes something serviceable at least. Um, for Mason Rudolph, I don't think that he's going to be anything close to a starter. I think he will always be uh, a reserve kind of quarterback, and that will be that on him. But, man, I am so glad the NFL has started I'm so glad we are in this preseason now. And with that being said, it's been a lot of a lot of crazy deals that have been happening in this preseason. I mean, you got Josh Allen going out here and getting that that money. You know, he just took home that bread with that that contract extension for six years. And with that being said, man, you, you gotta kind of look and think like, why is this guy? Getting a hundred and fifty million guaranteed. Didn't Patrick Mahomes sign like a ten year deal and all he got was a hundred and forty one point five million guaranteed? You you know, it's like that's ridiculous. I mean he got paid more than Dak Prescott. Now, Dak Prescott did have that injury and uh all those things and he got guaranteed a hundred and twenty six million dollars. So hey quarterbacks keep doing what you're doing, you know. Josh Allen, he he had some good seasons. Last year was very impressive. I don't know to say that it was worth a new deal, though. I mean, this dude is averaging $43 million a year. That makes him the second highest paid player in the league in history. And he's only behind Patrick Mahomes because, you know, Patrick Mahomes' deal is so ridiculous over, like, a 10-year deal. But... The thing about Patrick Mahomes' deal is um, by the time he gets maybe even halfway through that contract, he's going to have to restructure that deal. He's going to want more money because look how Josh Allen just got paid, man. That's ridiculous. But maybe this is the start of the NFL actually starting to actually pay NFL players because $258 million with $150 million guaranteed, that is Damn good for Josh Allen. And also, uh, I had a caller give his advice um, on what he thinks about Josh Allen. And do he think Josh Allen is even comparable to Patrick Mahomes? This is Trey. Listen to him. I think Josh Allen is a great quarterback. It's only been two years going into his third year. We're seeing how he played, you know, my team, the Texans, first year round in the playoffs. 
Obviously, he knew he had some. He he made some mistakes, but he still did had a great game. Second year, nigga took off, and surprised the hell out of me. Surprised the hell out of a lot of people. Is he a Patrick Mahomes? That's a hard to say. Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, even though I don't personally like that nigga like that because he be doing some shit. But uh, they two different type of quarterbacks. He's not as mobile as Patrick Mahomes, but. Ooh, damn, arm actually, about the, damn near almost the same, almost. But he got a bigger arm than Patrick Mahomes. I put him almost equal, kinda. With what Trey said, I agree that Josh Allen, like I said, had a great season. Um, I don't know if he's on the same level as Patrick Mahomes or even close. Hell, I don't even think he's better than Deshaun Watson, to be honest. You know? But I will say, last, well, that season that the Texans and the Bills um, played each other in the playoffs was the year that Josh Allen had a coming out party. And then for him to come into last season the way he did was just really, really uh, eye-opening. So, hey, he do deserve his money. Now, my thing about everything is, what did Josh Allen do or what kind of agent does Josh Allen have because of... There was no dispute about his money. Just out the blue, Josh Allen got paid. There was no public uh, pushback from the bills or anybody. You know, this dude just got his money straight out uh, with no issue. So, hey, the mother players out there, quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, y'all might want to go get Josh Allen agent or something. I don't know because he he gets the deals done. Uh, Deshaun had pushback. You know, Dak had pushed back, and neither one of them got what they want out of, I think, out their deals. I mean, Deshaun Watson is not even uh, close to Josh Allen in his in his totals that he's taking home at this point. So you got to feel like, dang, like, like what, what did his agent say or do? I mean, Josh Allen did his thing, but is he really better than Deshaun Watson? No, he's not. Did he have a good season last year? Yes, he did. So, hey. How could I ever forget to talk about my Houston Texans, right? Um, so the update lately with Deshaun Watson is that he is hurt. He got a calf strain and he's had a calf strain, I believe, like all week, supposedly. So he haven't really been showing up or anything like that. I know every every day the reporters ask about Deshaun Watson and asking where he's at and how he's doing, why he's not out there on the field, why he ain't throwing no footballs with the the ones instead of the twos, or why he's out there at safety today and all this kind of crazy crap. You know, it's just Deshaun, Deshaun is Deshaun that. And honestly, me personally, I feel like every episode I have to talk about Deshaun. I'm just getting tired of talking about Deshaun. But I think this is going to be the last time we have to talk about Deshaun for a while because he's not going nowhere. And it just, I think he's stuck. And um, with me saying that, I actually asked one of my uh, callers to give me their advice or what they think about the Houston Texans going forward and the Deshaun Watson situation. And this is from Ricky. Honestly, bro, I think the Texans going to be a sleeper team, man. I feel like they're going to at least win maybe 
eight to nine games. And Deshaun Watson really stuck, so shit, he ain't got no choice but to stay. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I guess his legal situation is getting in the way of what you know his future. But I think he's gonna stay. I think he's gonna change his mind, give us another chance. I hope he do, honestly. Okay, so I do agree with Ricky. Um, I think the Houston Texans will be a sleeper team this year. Um, hopefully. We actually can get like 10 wins. I know it might sound hard, you know, but it is 17 games. Since he said nine, I would say 10. I'm really thinking the Texans are going to be a sleeper team. I just think that everybody, like I said, everybody is there to compete. There's nobody that stands out. There's no one that that necessarily um, stands as a ringleader of the team. So it's going to create a lot of competitiveness within the team which would also put that competition on the field. So I'm looking forward to the Houston Texans to make big things happen this season in the field out the NRG Stadium. Man, honestly, I cannot wait to go ahead and just buy my ticket because I will be at the first game. I want to see what the Texans will put on the field and what can do to um, slow down the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think that the Jaguars are the perfect team to even play in the first week anyways because they got a young quarterback and we got some vets on the defense that can get after him and possibly put that first uh, dub in the box for the Texans. So, well, moving on, I do got to get to you about Madden NFL. I know we all love Madden and since it's preseason, that also means that it's almost Madden season for me. That means it's time for me to grind, time for me to create my team, build my team, and get right into Madden. Oh, this is no advertisement for Madden. But, hey, I got to give you the top 10 quarterbacks by ratings, and I want everybody to tell me what they think about the Madden ratings on the quarterbacks. So, of course, you know number one is Patrick Mahomes. He's rated 99. Tom Brady is rated 97. As number two. Number three is Aaron Rodgers. He's rated 96. Number four is Russell Wilson. He's rated 94. Um, number five is Lamar Jackson. He's rated 90. And then you got Deshaun Watson at number six, and he's rated 90 as well. And then Josh Allen rated 88 at number seven. Dak Prescott is rated 87 at number eight. And at number nine, we got Ryan Tannehill at 87. And for number 10, Matt Ryan at 85. Now, I feel that there is a little disrespect in these ratings from the top quarterbacks of Madden. And EA should just change it right now because I'm going to be honest. Ryan Tannehill and Dak Prescott are not on the same level at all. Dak Prescott is a better quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is just a beneficiary of Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill is a decent quarterback, but 87 is a little too high. I think maybe like 84, 83 would have been his rating. He's definitely not better than Matt Ryan, even though Matt Ryan is getting up there in age. Well, he's already up there in age for a quarterback, but... 85 for Matt Ryan is, I think, a little disrespectful, honestly, in my opinion. And um, 
Also, I just think that Lamar Jackson should be rated higher than 90. Him and Deshaun should be rated higher than 90. I, I just don't see how they have them both at 90. They should at least be both 93, you know? But, hey, that's some EA ratings for you, right? Just a lot of disrespect. But, hey, before I get off of the quarterbacks, I got to tell you a little bit more about how these quarterbacks got snubbed. So you got Baker Mayfield at 84, Matthew Stafford at 83, Kyler Murray is rated 82, Derek Carr is rated 81, Justin Herbert is rated 80, Kirk Cousins is rated 79, Ben Roethlisberger is rated 78, Trevor Lawrence is a 78, Jared Goff is a 77, Joe Burrow is a 77. Baker Mayfield got snubbed the most. Matt Stafford is actually better than 83, so he got snubbed as well. Kyler Murray should probably be rated about 84, about where Baker Mayfield is at. Derek Carr, I think he's in a perfect position at 81 because he's so up and down. Um, Justin Herbert, that's pretty good for his first season being 80. Kirk Cousins. He's a disappointment. He's always been average. So 79 to me. I actually I give him an 81 at best. Um Roethlisberger, 78, I think is actually pretty generous for him because based on what he's done in the last two seasons, I just I don't think he's really uh NFL quarterback at this point. He's just someone that's just hanging on. And I don't understand why the Steelers haven't replaced him. That's why I'm really hoping that Dwayne Haskins uh, can really step up and learn the playbook and, and get out there on the field and perform. Um, Trevor Lawrence at 78 is respectful, him coming in. And actually, you know, the rumors has been that Trevor Lawrence has been, uh, have been having a hard time uh, catching on and performing out there in Jacksonville. So, hey, you got to keep your eyes open for that because – if Trevor Lawrence, man, if he is a bust, that just set back the Jaguars probably another four or five years again because of the quarterback situation. And I would hate to hear that Trevor Lawrence is a bust. But in my opinion, Trevor Lawrence, I want to say the last one or two seasons, he really hasn't looked the greatest in college to me. To me. It's my opinion. So, we'll see what happens. I mean, he, he should be decent, though. He should be all right. I mean, it's early. You know, they haven't had their they first preseason game. So, once I actually see him uh, on film against another team with some different stunts coming at him and, and stuff like that, hey, I'll give you my evaluation on Trevor Lawrence. Jared Goff, I think he's better than 77. He should be about where Derek Carr is at, to be honest. Um, and Joe Burrow, he was having a damn good season until he got hurt. So 77 is a little disrespectful. I don't think he should. I don't think Trevor Lawrence should be above Joe Burrow. Moving on, I got to talk about the NBA. You know, the Lakers have revamped their roster, <laughs> supposedly. And, you know, last episode I was talking about the Lakers and uh, how everybody wanted to be a Laker. And now they got every old NBA player playing for the Lakers. I mean, 
their average age on their team is probably like 35, 36 years of age. You know, LeBron is, what, 37 years old? Or he's going to be 37 this upcoming season? Uh, they got Melo on their team. He's 37 for sure. Ariza, 36. Jared Dudley's 36. Mark Gasol is 36. Um... Dwight Howard's 35. Now, they got a little bit of young talent, but it's not much. It's really not much. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, he's 20. Malik Monk is 23. Dennis Schroeder is 27. Kendrick Nunn is 26. And then they got Ante Tacumpo, uh, brother. He's 23. And Devontae Kakuk, he's 24, whoever he is. So, with all that being said, you know, these boys, man, they got a bunch of old gray men rolling around in wheelchairs shooting basketballs for the Lakers. And I don't know what system's going to work for them on the defensive side, but um, my young Rockets is going to run the, the Lakers down, okay? Them 19-year-olds is going to run the Lakers out of the arena. Once they learn the game and get it situated to where uh, the game slowed down to them, the Lakers are in trouble. Hey, come playoff time, Lakers are in trouble. You know, they say playoffs, you know, usually the game slow down, but uh, trust me, a long season finna take a toll on the Lakers. Now, like I said before, they got some good some good ideas with Russell Westbrook. He's 32, so uh, he's not as, as far as up in age as them, so he still got some good youth in him. I think they're going to use him lean on him to uh, produce within the season and they're going to use Anthony Davis as well to produce to uh, try to, you know, give LeBron James more rest as far as the season goes and try to get some of them old, older guys, other older guys, you know, some, some rest as well. Now, I don't know how it's going to work because they all old. So I guess they really just going to be doing a lot of subbing in and out because uh, yeah, this is going to be interesting. But from a realistic standpoint, um, the Lakers have a lot of um, veteran knowledge. They got a lot of potential to move forward into the postseason because they have so many players that were dominant in the game and some of them still have some good athleticism to carry them, uh, you know, along the way. And if they can give a, a solid five minutes here and there, hey, the Lakers can go pretty deep, right? So I'm not going to take too much from the Lakers. They, you know, they got some potential. I'm not a Lakers hater, but I'm always taking my Rockets over the Lakers, Lakers fans. So, um... You know, a lot of people was talking about the Lakers, and I guess LeBron James felt some kind of way. Um, he has since deleted this tweet. This message is from LeBron, and this is what he said. Twitter, keep talking about my squad, our personnel ages, the way they play. We're past our time in this league, etc., etc., etc. Do me one favor, please. And I mean, please. Keep that same narrative, energy, when it begins. That's all I ask. Thank you. So, LeBron, hey, 
I'm gonna be looking forward to uh, seeing what he do this season. I'm gonna be looking forward to what the Lakers do this season because, bro, they are old, man. I mean, they they old, and I just think they need some more youth. I think they might need to do another trade. I know they've been talking about Buddy Hill coming to the Lakers, and maybe that is the move that they need to make to get some more youth, a good solid shooter. Uh, someone that's going to put in the work and try to bring that Mamba mentality to the team. He is a solid, solid role player that the Lakers could use to fill any position on the court uh, from one to three. And I think Buddy Hill would be perfect. Maybe they might have to lose Schroeder in the process, and that will probably be the only way they're going to get Buddy Hill in because they got to throw something out there. They really don't have too many pieces anybody wants. They signed a lot of players that's ring chasing at this point anyways, right? So uh, that's that's interesting within itself uh, altogether. And um, another thing I really want to talk about is the U.S. men's basketball team. They struck gold and they beat the French team, 87-82. Kevin Durant was amazing. Kevin Durant was actually the reason they won because uh, – they had to go through adversity to beat Australia uh, in that second half. And for KD to do what he did against the French, it says a lot about him. But still in my book, he's still a a, a, a Scotty Pippen. <laughs> but, uh, hey, congrats to Kevin Durant, you know, for pulling for the team. He had some good, some good help behind him, but uh, nothing was greater on the court than KD to lead them to gold medals. And, and that's what's up, man, for real. There's not really a lot going on in the NBA this week. You know, some of the players been getting extensions, like Jimmy Butler. He got a four-year extension for $184 million with the Heat, which is solid for him. Oh, KD, I'm sorry. KD got an extension, too. He got four years and $198 million. And in the same, on the same day, he went and got gold with the U.S. That must be an amazing day for him. I wonder what happened that night because I'm pretty sure it was pretty amazing. So, for the NBA, man, it's, it's not a lot of stuff going on in free agency this week. It's not um, as big as it was last week. I think a lot of teams have kind of, you know, uh, shut that free agency door and got who they want. I haven't seen the Rockets make any moves, unfortunately, really for free agency other than last week uh, with the uh, the Daniel Tice move. But uh, besides that, um, and that that was a signing trade deal, so they really haven't signed anybody. Um, besides that, man, um, in, the NBA, in the MLB, I've been looking at my Astros play the Dodgers, and then I think we're playing the Twins. Uh, my Astros, man, they got to get the bullpen together. The bullpen has been kind of a mess this season for them. And I know we made some trades, but I just, like I said, the Astros should have got Max Scherzer. They should have got Max, for real. Because that would have made a big difference when we had to face the Yankees or anybody in that, you know, kind of order to uh, even possibly be um, facing a lineup like that. 
So, I just need the Astros to close out better on games. Uh, the bullpen needs to come through when they have games like they did last night where the game was tied five, uh, four to four and then the Twins um, pulled off the win. Um, and then the night before that, they, they beat the Astros five to three. So, come on, Astros. We, we, we got to get it together, man. We trying to we trying to stay at the top of the the AL and right now it's just it's really not looking good at this point. You know, after teams have made their trades to get more competitive, you got Boston out there with sixty four wins and you got Chicago with sixty four wins. You got a lot of sixty four sixty five win teams. Tampa Bay looking good again. So I need the Astros to pick up their pace. Oakland is behind the Astros, I believe, still. But they're not real far behind. Uh, they're three games behind with 62 wins. So the Astros gotta, they gotta keep it going, man. They on a on a, on a three loss uh, streak. So a three loss streak. So the Astros just need to pick up the pace because this is August, and once August is done, there's September, and then it's October. And it's like that, right? So, come on, Astros. Let's go. Let's get it. Um, other than that, as far as the MLB, man, it's, it's not really a lot going on. I would like to talk about y'all team if, if y'all got a team. But, hey, you got to hit my line. You got to hit my line. I always try to tell people, 281-909-4727. Nobody has called. Nobody has texted. I guess y'all don't love me, huh? Y'all don't love to listen to STWD. I see how it is. But hey, yeah, we'll gradually grow, right? And I want to move on to the Olympics. I've been disappointed, honestly. I mean, congratulatory um, shout out to Simone Biles. She finally came back. She got bronze, unfortunately. I did look at Simone Biles' balance being exercised. And to me, she did very good. And the routine was kind of simple, I guess, for them and, you know, and, and balance being gymnastics. But her landing was amazing. She she did like a, a, a tumble roll in the air and she grabbed the legs and then she landed smoothly. I don't know. I, I didn't get to see every other person do their exercises on a balance beam, but I thought that she would have got gold for sure. But hey, taking bronze home and still being recognized as the GOAT, that's what's up, Simone. Keep it going. Keep proving people wrong. Keep doing what you got to do to change the world or, you know, just to get yourself mentally healthy. And moving on, Alex and Felix is now the most decorated Olympian ever. Ever, no one, no one can touch Allison Felix at this point, people. And for this lady to go out there and get that four by uh, four hundred gold with her team in a relay, and then she got the bronze medal in the four hundred meter race. That's what I'm talking about, Allison Felix. Honestly, I thought she was gonna win, man. I, I had been looking at all the semi semifinals and stuff like that. And I was like, man, this lady, she getting around this track pretty good. But you know what? 
she got great grit and she's just a legend, man. She she gets it done. Um like I said, you just gotta congratulate people like that. You got you got these Olympians out here, they be working year in, year out, you know, going from the Olympics to the world championships and US championships and all those things. So any any athlete like that, you just gotta give them applause, you know. Um at the same time, I do want to mention I, I was disappointed in the men's four by one team. I just don't understand how we keep failing in this event uh, with all the speed that we have over here, and we just we're just not getting the routine down to pass the baton from one person to another. And the people that was out there to even get into the four by one hundred is crazy. I mean. It's countries in the 4 by 100 I've never seen competitive like that. And for Italy to beat Jamaica in the 4 by 100 it's just ridiculous. Um, I'm going to be honest, man. I, this Olympics has really been disappointing to me. I know the, the Americans have dominated, you know, the, the goal, the goals uh, right now is a, uh, 108 for USA, 87 for China, Russia with 69. But when I look at how many goals we got, China has mostly got goals. They got 38 goals. So 87 of their, I mean, 38 of their 87 goal is gold. And only 36 of our 108 medals are gold. So I'm just like disappointed this season. Um, I'm also disappointed in some of the other athletes from the other countries, like um, uh, what's his name, Degrassi. I know he he did good um, in the one race for Canada, and then it's like the four by one, bro. Like what happened? You know, I don't know, man. It's just been an interesting year for these athletes in the Olympics. I, I just never seen the U.S. I feel like we're struggling this year. I mean. Honestly, I just do. I don't feel like we've been able to just dominate the games as we have in the past. And I think we're really starting to struggle in just track and field, period. I mean, these other countries are really coming for us. And I'm really awaiting this 100-meter race for the men's because if we don't get a medal in that one, bro, I just don't know what to say at that point. I really don't. Um, they... I hope the U.S. get gold, but I think silver is probably a little bit more realistic. Um, there's some there's some dominant athletes coming from them other countries, and hey, stay tuned for the for the Olympics. You know the Olympics are actually almost over, so we rolling down to the last major events, and um, you just gotta be on the lookout for that. With all that being said, people, you know, it's been another episode of STWD. I always want your feedback. I want you to always let me know what y'all think about my show, uh, what I can improve on, and things like that. And also, man, you have to continue to be c communicating with me so I can know what you want to hear from me. You know? So, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, connect. Download the podcast. 
We are always dropping episodes twice a week. And if you was looking for Real Talk Ricks, unfortunately, he couldn't make it today. And uh, he will be back next week. And I will be dropping something soon. As you know, Tuesday, Wednesday. And it's your boy D-Raw signing out. Yes, sir.